Welcome to Season 2 of BTS. On this episode, Erica and I sit down and discuss our goals and ambitions for 2019 and how BTS has influenced us. Join us as we share some exciting news and some fun things we will be working towards this year. Let's get it. Happy 2019. Hello, everyone. <laughs> it's been a while. New year, who this? <laughs> it's been a while. Well, happy New Year's to anyone who may still be listening. I don't know <laughs> if we've lost everyone uh, because it's been a while. But yeah, we were just... Busy for the holidays. BTS was very busy for the holidays. We're just now coming back. We're excited about the new year to come. But we have to say that if you're looking for us to cover everything that we've missed, that ain't going to happen. <laughs> We're going to officially start season two, I'm going to say. Um, so this is going to be our first episode of season two. Just know BTS did a lot of stuff in the last month of the year. So, yeah, they did a lot of stuff the last month. They gave us a lot of content. One thing that really sticks out to me, hopefully this isn't one thing that Erica wanted to say, uh, Jimin dropped a um, solo song called Promise. And it's kind of a, it's an acoustic-y, almost like a coffee shop um, little bop. And it's so cute. And his voice is wonderful. Why it's so, such a big deal to me um, is it was released on SoundCloud, so it was released for free, uh, and it surpassed Drake was, like, the top artist on there to get so many um, streams in, like, a 24-hour period, and Jimin, like, blew his record out of the water. So that just attests to how wonderful army are and how great BTS is and how much we love Jimin and how much we su- support BTS that... You know, this international group that really hasn't been big in the States until the last, what, year, year and a half um, has surpassed one of like the other biggest artists in the world, Drake. I thought that was really cool. Yes. Congratulations, Jimin. And um, my highlight from what we didn't discuss was the guys performing Mic Drop (laughs) on New Year's Eve uh, in Korea. And um, they don't really perform this song anymore uh, live unless, you know, maybe at concert and concerts, but not as like their chosen song. And if you've listened to any other episode, you know, this is my all time favorite song. I was really excited, and I have to say, and the rest of the internet was saying this, it was the best I have ever seen J-Hope look, ever. Uh, yeah. He, Forehead. Yeah. He, he needs to wear his hair like that all the time. So he had, like, more... Ex- this sounds so crazy, but he had more exposed forehead, and you wouldn't think that that would, like, change things up, but it really did. And everything about, like, how BTS dresses for, like mic drop like everything they were wearing and everything i was like oh they look so great like v with his uh bandana and like their you know the tennis shoes just the swag that they have when they perform Uh that song i just love like sugar and his red raincoat 
I just love everything about it. And that's like my favorite iteration of BTS. So I really enjoyed that. And that was one of my favorite things. But yeah, J-Hope really was that that's his best look ever. Mm-hmm. Yep, I agree 100 percent. And it was a fun performance. You know, we haven't seen them perform Mic Drop in a long time. And I don't think I've ever seen them other than rewatching. So getting to see it live, that was a really good treat. Yes, that's true, too. So it was fun. I, I came in, like, I think a few minutes late. I can't remember. All I know is that I watch it a billion times after. <laughs> again. So. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so, so many things happened with BTS at the end of the year. I know the last episode we left you off at, they had one the you know artist of the year award at the um mamas the mamas <laughs> mama but there were i think there were like at least three more performances that were really great of course they always do really great they basically gave like a mini concert so we're here in 2019 and we're really excited this episode is actually going to kind of mirror or come full circle with our very first episode that we ever recorded, which we introduced ourselves. So we're actually going to talk a little bit more about ourselves and within the context of BTS, of course, but still ourselves. So uh, Molly, do you want to kind of explain? Yeah. So this one, this episode, we just want to talk a little bit about our goals and our ambitions for this year. This is going to be our first full year with BTS, our first comeback season Um, We have a lot of first and experiences with BTS this year. So we just want to talk a little bit about that and kind of, um, as Erica said, about ourselves. But who we are right now is because of BTS. So it will definitely be BTS centric um, because they have kind of shaped who we have started becoming now. Um, But it's going to be... a little bit more about what we want to accomplish and dreams that we have for this year. As you may have gathered from some of our previous episodes, like we really kind of underwent a transformation with BTS um, at a, at times in our lives when we were going through some really hard things. They kind of like came into our lives, really helped Molly and I bond together, helped us to power through a lot of hard and difficult things. And, you know, I think that a lot of people can relate to the fact that BTS, because they're so great at everything they do, it really inspires you to be great at whatever it is that you choose to do. Also, you know, with their whole messaging behind love yourself, you know, that also is very inspiring too about like, okay, let me really be my best me and love myself for who I am. And um, so I think they're definitely on that whole like goals vibe. So 2019. So our biggest goal in 2019 is that we want to get to Korea. And we have two different paths for this. (laughs) (laughs) Two very different paths. I'll let Molly explain hers first because her path is going to be much more exciting than mine. (laughs) Well, and I, I feel like my path helps you get to your path, I guess. Yes. So... Um, I've kind of teased a little bit, I think maybe in only one episode, uh, that I had some some news and I didn't really want to share anything until I had anything more concrete. And I still don't have anything like really concrete, but this is something that I am working on every day, working towards, and that is actually moving to South Korea to teach English. So that is 
my way to get there. <laughs> um, <laughs> we originally, Eric and I had planned just to visit and we're like, okay, we'll go try to figure out a time and how many weeks we're going to spend there. Cause we, we wouldn't just want to go for, you know, a week or a few days. We want to spend all this time there through actually BTS and people that I've met because of BTS this opportunity has presented itself to me and um, it's something that I kind of always wanted to do. I definitely wanted to study abroad at one point. I had in the past thought about teaching English abroad, but it had never, um, never worked out. So um, when this opportunity came about, I just took it and ran with it. And that's one thing that I think BTS has actually taught me is not only to love myself, but to just kind of live in the moment and to grasp every opportunity and take it and not sit there and think, oh, should I do this? Should I not do it? I am taking this opportunity, running with it, and I am actively pursuing, pursuing this career path. I'm in the process of filling out my application for the fall semester. So I would be going this fall, August, September, and moving to South Korea. It's so exciting. Yeah. Molly and I have been talking about this for a while, probably right after Burn the Stage came out, I think was really when this started to become like a real thing. I know that uh, I had sort of suggested and some other friends had suggested. And while we were suggesting this, this was also in the back of Molly's mind, even if she wasn't saying anything. So I think Mm -hmm. it kind of like helped like to be like, no, like I'm getting all these signs from other people too. Like maybe, you know, maybe this is something I should really do. And, Uh and so now that is our plan, even though it's her life. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, so we're, I know I was about to say, so we're in the middle of an application. I'm I'm not even applying. (laughs) We are because Erica helps me with everything just about she's, I love to write. Erica loves to write. And from the things that we've sent each other, I think Erica is a better writer than I am. And there's a part in my application that I do have to write a couple little essay questions. So she's definitely going to be helping me editing and spell checking and everything for me. Uh, She's been giving me pointers on other stuff and finding resources and finding articles on what I need to take with me, what I need to leave home and all this stuff. So it definitely is our application and our trip, even though physically I'm the only one going, she's going to be there in spirit. Oh, yes. And in other (laughs) telecommunication ways, too. Um, And just to give some background, I actually have taught abroad before, but it was in Europe. I've gone abroad on a few different occasions. So while I don't know about this particular program in specific, I do know about like, oh, what's it like to go away and sorts of the the kinds of things that you should maybe be thinking about. Also, um, when I was looking to teach abroad, this program was one of the ones I was considering. I ended up going with a different one, um, but I didn't know about BTS then. Um, I don't actually, I don't even think they were together then, but <laughs> that's how old I am. It was before they were born. No, it, was, it, was, it wasn't, but they definitely weren't a group yet. So, um, Jungkook was probably like 12. (laughs) Ew, that's so gross. That's disgusting. Like, Molly may teach elementary school children. You could be teaching, like, the next Jungkook. Like, that's... uh, Okay, anyway... But yeah, so we're really excited about that. So that's one of the big goals for the year. And like Molly said, she wants to go over there. She wants to live 
um, immerse yourself. So I want to go to visit. I won't be going there to teach or anything, but I want to go to visit. And if I somehow miraculously find a way, go maybe multiple times. Um, but I definitely want my visit to coincide with us trying to like maybe be in the audience of uh, an award show or definitely um, like a performance or something. I really one of our biggest goals is to try to see BTS in the next year. I mean, if we could do it more than once, obviously, but like even seeing them once would be really great. When we're in Korea, we want to see different spots that are significant to them. Also linked together with all of this is we also want to learn Korean, uh, the language. Yeah, especially now. I think we had wanted to before when we were just going to visit just to help us get around and to make it a little easier on us and anyone that we interacted with while we were there visiting. But now I'm going to live there. That's my main like side goal. My my main goal is to get to Korea, but I have all these little like mini goals that I want to accomplish and learning as much Korean as I can before I get there is definitely at the top of my list. Um you know, I don't just want to know the alphabet and and to know like how to say where is the store or is this milk or you know <laughs> whatever. Um I want to be able to actually communicate I know I will learn once I'm there and that's the best way to learn is just to completely immerse yourself in it. But I want to know as much as I can before I go. And Erica definitely has a better head start than I do. I don't know if she's actually started yet, but she has some not. great resources. <laughs> <laughs> I <laughs> have she's not. Like, she, you're gathering all your resources, um, books and te- she actually has like a textbook that she got. Um, I've just been I'm a little tight on <laughs> money since I'm trying to save up for Korea. So I haven't been buying anything. I've been trying to learn with free apps and free YouTube tutorials. And um, I might just have to break down and buy a couple of of workbooks or something if I um, if this method isn't working for me yet. So I'm definitely still in the beginning stages. Um, I was doing really well for a while. But then with the podcast and work and life and everything, um, I haven't been studying my Korean as much. So I need to get back on track and I've been trying to focus on my application and getting all of that stuff in. And so I haven't been focusing on learning Korean, but I need to, I need to just carve that time out of the day and start. Yeah. I have a few things to say about this. A few. Okay. So here we go. Um, (laughs) One is that like, I totally agree with what Molly says or reinforce what she's saying about like wanting to know more than the basics. I think if you've never been abroad before, and this isn't like Molly's case in terms of like how she thinks, but I think a lot of people can think this way. And maybe even I did my first time abroad is that like, oh, I'll, you know, everybody speaks English or Uh I'll just pick up the basics and that'll get me around. You're not really thinking about like the intricacies of conversations at Uh an adult level. And so like, yeah, saying one, two, three is great. But when you're in a grocery store, when you're trying to make friends or anything, that's like not good enough. And even if you have a sort of okay level, it's still people speak at such a different level that if you just have the very basics, it really is going to isolate you a bit socially. So Uh if you can... It doesn't mean that when you're there, you can't learn, but like you get so much of a head start. And if you can already be there, you know, speaking and communicating with people within their culture and their country, then that gives you just so many months that you don't have to like struggle as much. So like, I'm definitely there on board with her with um, 
with that. And then um, for me personally, I want to learn Korean because like I am just like, for instance, today I was watching um, a video where BTS is reacting to their debut stage, their very first performance. What I don't like when I'm reading this stuff, which I'm very grateful that there's English subtitles and like that I can even still understand a context or whatever, is that like I don't get to see their full like expressions. I don't really get to like I kind of miss things because I'm reading, you know, so it's like and I have mm-hmm. to go back and forth. There's seven people in this group having a conversation <laughs> that are just like chiming in. So it's like, oh, wait, who said that? And like, what? What? You know, and I don't really want to replay like the video so I can right. make sure, you know, so you kind of miss it in that like initial thing. And so this has happened a lot with BTS and just in general with their songs and stuff. It's led me to be like, I really, really, really want to know and understand Korean so that when I'm seeing them in interviews and when I'm consuming their songs and their videos and just seeing who they are as people that I really understand them from that basis. And that like, I can like fully immerse myself in like an acceptance speech or whatever, and be there in that moment rather than like, okay, what did he say? I see he's crying, but I don't know what that means. Like someone, you know, give me a translation. And, (laughs) And even in that episode, what we talked about the translations, like they were all different it's up to interpretation and like, you know, and then it's like, what is the context that the person translating is saying? I'd rather be able to translate and understand for myself just Mm -hmm. so I can have a better understanding of them. So like, that's where I'm coming from is like, I just personally want to know what they're talking about. (laughs) Yeah. I think that was my initial want. And I, and um, I think we had talked about that maybe, you know, separately that, that was kind of a big thing for us is just not even the award shows. Cause I don't think when we first started this, there had been an award show. It was listening to their music and watching their videos and being able to fully understand and get the context of it. And especially I watch all the run BTS episodes and yeah, there there's subtitles, but a lot of times there's like jokes or little, um, little puns and stuff that when translated into English, it doesn't make sense at all. And then in the, like, they'll have a little bracket and then it'll say, like, pun in, like, Korean pun or something, you know, so you kind of get what it's, the context a little bit, but you don't fully get the joke because it it doesn't translate well. Then you can't 100% enjoy what's going on because you're, you're confused about it. That's still one reason I want to, um, want to learn Korean. Even if I wasn't going to Korea, I would still want to be learning it. Um, but I have more of a, um, a need for it now. So I think that'll push me harder to learn it versus, oh, I just want to learn it to watch these videos. Now it's like, okay, I'm going to be in the culture and I don't want to offend anybody. I want to, I don't want to look stupid. I don't want to, order the wrong thing or think I'm ordering chicken and I'm ordering like octopus or something. The real, the biggest reason of them all is if we ever meet BTS, I want to be able to have a conversation with them. Yeah. I mean, yes, RM can speak, but like, I want to be able to speak to the other guys. And if it's just like, Oh, hi. Oh, hi. You know, because here's the thing when you don't speak, this is, and we see this with BTS sometimes too. When you don't speak a language, you're uncomfortable in it. Maybe you speak a few little things and we've seen them do that. Like sometimes you're confident and you can throw out some words, but RM does most of the speaking and then you're kind of silent. It kind of like shuts off your personality. And so when they are around people who speak English, then they're like, you know, don't really talk. And so even if there's like a feeling, they're like, Oh, thank you. Thank you. Like 
if I ever get the chance to meet them, I don't want it to just be like, oh, thank you. And they don't really understand. It's like, no, I want to talk. So I think that's also a motivation, too, is that like if you, for instance, Molly, are going to fall in love with Jungkook, you got to be able to speak more than body language. (laughs) So, yeah, I want to be able to speak to them, too. So we have a lot of motivations for learning Korean. And this is the time I also want to like ask the audience, like if you're learning Korean, if you know Korean, if you have some really great resources, if you live in Korea, if you're interested too, like, let us know, let us know the best resources. Let us know if you're going, let us know if you've been, let us know if you're traveling there. I know we've gotten a couple of messages from people who listen, who are going over to Korea, like just share with us your trip, share with us what you're doing. Like we want this podcast to also just be like a conversation, you know, Mm -hmm. we're not experts in BTS as we've already let you know, (laughs) we're new. Um, it's really hard to just like, you you know, we're not experts. So, um, we're definitely open to any suggestions or like really any like resources that you guys have. So hit us up. We're open to anything. I mean, I'm new to just packing up and moving across the country. (laughs) So if you've ever, like Erica's taught abroad before, if you've ever taught anywhere, not even just Korea or you've lived abroad or had to go abroad for a long period of time, let us know, let us give us tips and even like good ways to commemorate your time there. And if you ever had a a travel blog or journals or what you did to, um, you know, keep track of your memories and your time away. We'll be checking in throughout the year to give you guys updates on how we're doing with our resolutions, with our 2019 goals maybe we'll hit them earlier like and next month we'll meet bts uh no (laughs) i seriously doubt that but yeah we'll keep you guys updated and everything but we really just wanted to share with you especially so we could also have something to look back on like there may come a time when we're both more likely molly would be but we're both completely fluent in korean and we can do this whole podcast in korean and we have a korean version and we'll be like oh my gosh remember the time when I knew not one word in Korean. Like right now, I don't know anything. I, okay, <laughs> I know Jodo. Like that's dope, right? <laughs> or yeah. sick. And then I know, um, like what is it? Like Anyo or something? Anyo Haseo is Anyang Haseo. Anyang Haseo is is hello. So I don't even know hello, right? And <laughs> and then Sarange is I love you. There's another one that I feel like I hear them say a lot that I was going to say like, oh, I know that one too, but apparently I don't. So I can't even string three words that don't even go together together in Korean. That's where I'm starting from. So we'll see how we progress and see how much better we get over the year and maybe beyond, but over the year and hopefully it'll be better. (laughs) Um, And also just to let people know, I'm not just trying to learn how to like speak and understand, like in terms of oral communication. um, But I want to like read it and write it too. So I'm trying to learn like a comprehensive learning of Korean. So Um, I'll keep you updated on the process of my application process. And when I actually I can't submit it until the beginning of February. But once I hear back from all of that, you know, I'll let everyone know and let you guys know where I'm actually going to be. That I guess is one thing I do want to say with this program, you don't know exactly where you're going to be until about six weeks before you leave. 
Um, and even then, it's not exact. I will know the province or the metro that I'm in, but I won't know like the neighborhood or the school that I'm teaching in until I get there. So, uh, but I like surprises. And I, I'm actually really excited about that. It'll just be a complete adventure and I'm super excited for it. And um, I've been wanting to share this with you guys. I'm really relieved to finally share it because I, I feel like I've told, you know, a handful of people, but kind of shouting it out to the world now. So this is an, a big step for me, um, a big opportunity, and I can't wait. Yes, BTS changing lives since for us since 2018, but <laughs> <laughs> but since their debut, right? Um, so I think that wraps up this episode. But um, as we said, this is the start of season two, so you're gonna get some more episodes from us. We're back. I know we took a little bit of a break, but we are back, and um, we'll be experimenting just a little bit with our format. But obviously, we're still gonna be focusing on BTS, and there's a lot of hot topics that are going to be coming up, including maybe talking a little bit about Big Hit's upcoming new group, which they've been mm. dropping hints about. That's for another episode. For now, I guess, why say no when you can say... B-T-Yes! Bye! See you next time! Bye! <laughs>